Hello and welcome to Realign. This is the podcast about alignment and connection to your business, your clients, the land, and yourself. I'm Aria Kingray, and this is Christy Lundy. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Yes. What are we talking about? Episode two. Well, yes. In the last intro episode that we did, one of the things that came forward was this way of feeling like we have to do things a certain way. And that feels very ripe for us to continue talking about because I know that's something that's really present for entrepreneurs in general and specifically in real estate. So I think that's where we're headed today. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm interested to see how you've had that come across with all of your clients because I shared a little bit in the last episode and I'll share again. But outside of my experience, how have you seen that you know, come across with the people that you work with? Yeah. Well, one of the things that comes forward often is that there's, you know, there's definitely a very heavy, the way you do business period. That's just a thing. And that is very true. There are certainly things that we do, right? We send out emails perhaps, or we make phone calls. Perhaps there are things that are, um, things that we just do, but when we are holding this perspective that we need to do even a phone call a certain way, or we need to do a certain number of phone calls or a certain day where we do the phone calls, we're starting to hand over our own authority and our own um, choicefulness to something else, whether it's a person or a process or an idea or some best practice. And there's a way that that creates a little bit of a gap there. And so I, I notice this with all of my clients, regardless of what industry that they're in. And the way that it shows itself is across many actually different categories. There's, you know, it actually does show itself from our family systems, the way that we are brought up. So there's things to release and clear there around, you know, are you doing things because you are supposed to, and so you do them, or are you rebelling against (laughs) doing things that you're supposed to? Those things come from how we, you know, can be brought up and what kinds of patterns we take on. There's all kinds of things that, that come from there, but family, society, culture, business, Um, They're all holding these both spoken and unspoken rules for how we do everything and specifically business and money is also another really ripe topic around that holds so many rules. And so one of the things that we do is um, I actually remember I share one of the stories. Oh, you froze for me for a second, but we're okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I actually share with often with many of my clients, the story that you experienced around making about, about needing to make a hundred calls a day or something like that. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That you're supposed to make a hundred calls a day. And I know that that's a common thing in the real estate world. And so one of the things that, that I, I share with people is that yes, that, and you were supposed to do it at a certain time. It was right. It was, do you want to share what your experience of it is? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) This perfect, perfect daily schedule, right? And you're supposed to call from nine to 11 and make at least a hundred calls and get at least as many connections. And that is how you have a successful business to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever the number was at the time. I don't know what the, like with inflation, what that would be today, (laughs) but yeah, it was, this is how it's supposed to be, including the time of day 
you know, whether that fit in with your schedule or lifestyle or your energy or anything, it was just like, this is how you do it. And I did it for a long time. I mean, at one point I was making like 300 hand dials a day. People in real estate will understand this. And I was cold calling around neighborhoods. And it was funny because I did that for like six months, six months or a year. I mean, it was a long time. It's a big difference there. But um, I think with all of those calls, just because I was doing it because I was told to, right? I didn't like feel that was the thing I should be doing. I think I ended up getting two listing appointments out of it. And neither of those people have still sold their homes. Like they never sold. So, I I mean, the, the converse side of that is that I'd make 300 dials a day and I wouldn't get anything, but I would walk out of the room and end up with a text message from someone that I'd worked with, or I would end up with a referral, or I would end up with business coming from somewhere completely different Mm -hmm. than where I had been doing the work that I really kind of hated. And, and I remember that one of the things that you enjoyed doing was door knocking. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and so you would choose door knocking as an example, right? Not that that has to be the thing, but that that for you was much more enjoyable. And it's not something like that's also probably something that they tell you to do, right? In real estate is do door knocking, of course. But if and, you should yeah. do something, you should make right. calls first. And door knocking yes. is an extra, right? Because you can hit more people with a phone call. Yes. You're not going to talk to as many people because it takes longer to knock doors. Exactly. But that was a thing. That was a place where you were like actually excited to show up and participate and connect with people. And Mm -hmm. so that was one of the things that came forward. And that was one of the directions that revealed itself of like, Oh, well, if you shifted your energy from here to here and things can then create a shift in the, the outcomes that you get to see and you can share whether that, how that panned out for you. Yeah. So it's funny. So I did switch to primarily door knocking and Um, I did that with my business partner now and we ended up door knocking around a listing and from that listing and that door knocking, we ended up with another listing just a couple months later. We ended up actually with that listing, we sold four houses in a row and we did both sides of two of those deals in that neighborhood that we door knocked over about the course of a year. So about the same amount of time that I was hand dialing. We ended up selling 70% of the listings in that neighborhood, and it became 30% of my business. Whereas Mm -hmm. I'd been hand dialing all those things and getting no results, when I switched to door knocking, that got really amazing results and great people. So that was was huge, huge shift for us. Yeah. And it's, it's a really beautiful example because it's, it's, it is, and it isn't about what you actually did, right? It isn't because, um, you could put anything in there if it for any person, right? It just depends on what is correct for that person. And it doesn't have to be that then that is the only correct action for you to take forever after <laughs> it can evolve oh, and change and you could end up loving door phone knocking calls. Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so things change, right? But the thing that what I notice is with all the clients is that there's this Um, there are two things that are happening at the same time. There's an undoing of the way that we're supposed to do it, which is kind of clearing away um, patterns, programs, imprints, 
of all those things that I named, family, culture, society, business, rules, structures. And then there's also an aligning, right, to realign to actually what is the most true or correct for that person at that time. And there are things that we can use, right? We can use human design or we can use astrology or we can use the records. There are lots of different ways that we can tune into what is actually correct and true for a person. Um, but both of those things kind of need to happen at the same time, or at least we need to clear away enough stuff to start out with that we can be available to hear something different or be available that something different could work. Cause there's a lot of fear that's present around, you know, if you don't, I mean, especially when you're going all in on a business and you're, you're not getting paid a salary, it's all commission or whatnot. There's, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of fear around if I don't do it right, or if I don't do it you know, however I'm supposed to do it, then it won't work. And so it takes a little bit of extra something or other courage or whatnot (laughs) to be able to be willing to try it in a different way. Um, So as we kind of peel away the layers, it becomes a little bit more, more inviting and simple to be able to move in the directions that are correct and true. I'm going to say that it takes a little more alignment to get into that, but it was funny. So one, um, we, oh gosh, I had a great story that, that popped up when you were just speaking. So we had a listing in that neighborhood that we had door knocked and we were looking for a home to buy for them. And we decided to door knock their ideal neighborhood. And I remember we actually had a clearing beforehand and man, it was awful. It was like 95 degrees outside here in Southern California. It was, but like we were going to find a home and we had a, you know, a clearing beforehand. And you had said like, ask your guides to lead you to the right home for your buyer. And gosh, darn it. I did that. And we found a home for, we knocked on the door woman answered and she said, we're actually getting ready to list next week. And so we got that agent's information and we ended up getting them into escrow on that home. And that was such a clear, it was another one of those little breadcrumbs. That's like, Oh, right. You're doing the right thing. You felt aligned to door knock on this God awful day. Right. And it was exactly when those people had planned on selling their home. We knocked at exactly the time that they were there. They were receptive to us. You know, they had an agent that was willing to work with us. It's a different time in the market that you could, you know, they weren't, they didn't need to go to market. Uh, they didn't want to wait. And I mean, it just came together, you know, magically, truly. It just, everything had aligned for that moment to lead us to that home. And it's, um, the other part with the shoulds is I see a lot of people who get into this business and I have friends like this that are like, well, this was successful for this person. I see this top agent and this is how they did it. And so I am going to copy their plan exactly and do the things that they did exactly as they did them. And I think that learning from other people's experience is really, really valuable. But the idea of taking someone else's exact business model and their exact plan and their exact schedule is never going to work because you're a different person. You have different alignments. You have different desires. You have different energies behind that. And so it's like, well, this agent was successful because he hand dialed 300, you know, things a day, or, you know, Christy was successful because she decided to door knock. If you don't like door knocking, it's not going to be successful, right? Everyone told me I should be doing this number of open houses a week. I'd never liked open houses. I love meeting people. Um, so I loved some of those parts of it. But I think once I found a client from an open house, and I did hundreds and hundreds of hours of open houses. Yeah. And I have agents on my team who love open houses. And every time they do one, they get a client. 
because they love doing them. They come in with that energy of, I love to do this. This is my, this is my business for the day. This is how I do it. And so our business models are, are, we should not look the same in how we do things, but it's scary, especially when you're first starting to not be like, well, I'm going to do the, what the most successful agent does exactly like they do it. It's not going to work the same for different people. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And it's also interesting because the other place where I see this a lot is that the actual vision of what people are wanting to create is also something that can get copied, right? So it's like, we're like, Ooh, yeah, I should. Yes. Like the, the one that's everywhere, right. Is I should make six figures, hundred K, whatever your like initial benchmark is. And yes, sure. Great. And also is that the thing that actually is what's wanting to be created for you and through you and with you, or is that the thing that your mind is saying or that someone else is saying, it needs to be able to be created. And that's that's one of those places where those little misalignments actually make a really big deal. They make a big difference in the way that your outcome shows. If you're, you know, I see so many times where people's vision is something that's very logical. It makes sense, but it's not actually the thing that moves them. It's not actually the thing that's like, yes, this is the thing that I'm here to do. And as we allow for a bigger vision, oftentimes there are mm-hmm. at least for people that I work with, yep. bigger visions we'll are ourselves. actually the thing that want to happen. And we do, we limit ourselves. We allow other people to limit us. You know, we take on limitations from all kinds of places, but when we actually release the limitations and we allow ourselves to listen to the land, to the field, to your true self, then we can get lined up with something that is so much more true. And even if it feels so much bigger or um, out of reach or whatever, there is a way that because it is, you know, moving you in the direction that you're actually to be going, things just send you along (laughs) or they can, they can just send you along in that direction with much more ease. And so the the place where it feels like, oh, it's going to take so long it doesn't actually have to take that long because it is just propelling you forward. Yeah. Yeah. And social media, especially in the real estate realm is so, I think can be so damaging for people and for what our expectations of what we think we want, right? Like real estate agents should drive this type of car, right? Real estate estate agents should dress like this. Um, right now, especially with these big real estate influencers and, you know, they're making millions of dollars, some of them. And so it's like private jets and fancy vacations and all these things. And it's like, oh, well, that's the thing that I should want. Right. Or you have team like, oh, I should want to build a team. Not everybody wants to build a team. That's okay. Right. Not everybody wants to fly in a private jet. That's okay. And like, is that really the thing you want? Or is it the thing that the influencer are saying that you should want? right? I should want this vacation. Oh, I should want to go to Bora Bora. What if I don't want to go to Bora Bora? Right? Like, What if I really like going to Vancouver or wherever else? Right? What's, what's that thing? So I, I'm so in line with that. And I think when you were talking about the limiting, I mean, that's, it's so true, right? You're like, oh, well, I, I should make a hundred thousand dollars. Well, what if really what you want is to make $200,000? And because someone's told you, you need to make a hundred, I mean, you do need to make a hundred thousand dollars to get to $200,000. Cause that's a part on the way, but if you're looking at that as your fine as your final goal and really your alignment is so much higher 
but you're not, or your what your desire is is so much higher and you're really not aligned to it. A lot of times you see people fail and they won't even make the hundred thousand, right? They won't even make the thing that they think they should make because mm-hmm. what they feel they should make is so much higher. And so it's like, oh, well, I should be making 200,000 is really what I feel like I should be doing. But they're telling me I should just make $100,000. That's a good first-year goal. And so you, like, almost have your work. Like, oh, well, if what I'm doing is going to make me $200,000, then maybe I'm not going to work as much because I only should make one hundred. And then you don't even hit that, right, because what the actions that you're taking are out of alignment. And oftentimes it's not even conscious, right? We're not even holding all of that logic in the mind. It's like there's there's an unwritten, unspoken, unknown piece that's planted in there. I don't mean that and like that sounds like a really like something malicious, but I mean, you know, we take on these things and they do become they can they can influence the what our choices are, what our ideas are, and consciously or unconsciously then we can take actions that are reflecting that. Yeah. So then I guess like what's the solution? How do we move past that piece of and obviously it's so much deeper, right? I, I still struggle with this and I'm six years into working with you. And, you know, that's not for, you know, for lack of our work together. That's just the cycle of growth. It, it takes time to decondition all of these things. So obviously it's so much deeper, but, you know, for someone who's listening and is like, okay, well, what do I do? You know, what are things that we can do to find that alignment, to figure out how to listen to ourselves better, how to shed that fear and shed the shoulds? Oh, I love that. Shed the shoulds. oh yes yeah there's you know like yes it is a process and also even at the beginning of the process we can see actual tangible you know results show themselves and so it is we do want to start we want to start with something and oftentimes what I notice is that there is a place where we actually are hearing that the whisper let's just say the whisper of what we believe to be, you know, like our deeper wisdom, being able to create space to be able to hear that is really important. And also being able to release the things that are keeping us from hearing or knowing true whispers (laughs) is also really important because that's also a place where, you know, I know comes up for a lot of people, I feel like I know that I should be doing this, but can I trust that? And we could do a whole another conversation about that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, that feels the most important to start with is to make some space, create some space for you to hear the whispers. And, and that, you know, I, I always feel for everyone when they're already having so many things to do and there's so much time is, is a thing, right? So it's not about adding another thing to your to-do list. It's not about, you know, having another thing to beat yourself up for not doing. <laughs> That's not the path. But what is, is like, you know, when you're driving in the car, can you turn off the radio and just let yourself sit in quiet or not talk on the phone for a, for a minute, right? Um, it does not have to be a lot of time to start, but we want to just start developing a practice of listening. If you do have a practice, if you do um, have like a daily practice for yourself, that is amazing. Even if it's working out, if it's, you know, journaling, meditating, going for a walk with the dog, any of these things can be really just basic cooking, right? Or making a smoothie, whatever it is that you are already doing. If you can just allow yourself to choose to do it from a really, 
present experience where you're like, okay, I'm going to take this one minute and I'm really going to just be present with whatever it is that you're doing. You're also going to be listening. You're also going to be hearing the deeper things that are going on. That That's like a very, very basic, right? Thing to be able to start with. And then there's all kinds of other things. Yeah. So it's funny because so, so many agents that I know and people in the real estate industry, like we love self-help. We love self-help. We love all those growth books. And it is all the time, like, I'm listening to this, I'm listening to this, and it's one after another after another, and it's always about all my material that I'm reading and consuming is all, you know, growth and self-help, and it's like we really try to force it, like, oh, I'm going to listen to this, and, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to grow, and I'm going to be a better person, and then that book's done, and I'm on to the next one, I'm on to the next one, and I'm listening all the time, I'm in the car, I don't waste a minute, I get home, and I'm cooking dinner, and I'm listening to it on the, you know, on my AirPods, and it comes back to me, like to fitness too, right? Like growth requires rest. Growth requires stillness, right? When you're working out in the gym, you can't work out seven days a week and expect growth because your muscles need time to repair. And so, so much of that growth happens in the stillness and the spaciousness. And I'm not saying anything bad about those books because I love listening to them too. And I find myself now more than more often than not, not playing any music in my car. I try to, I'm often on the phone in my car, but I I find those times where I'm like, nope, I'm just driving right now. I'm just going to drive and have that stillness and space. And I often also have to make voice memos to myself because now I'm actually getting ideas. I'm getting inspiration. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm able to receive and listen and know because I'm not trying to cram more growth right? Like the growth really happens in the rest and the stillness. Yeah. Yes. So that's been huge. There's so much that happens in the stillness. I'm always looking for spaciousness. (laughs) It's like half of our calls. It's like, I need to feel more spacious. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you named that because that actually is in your design, right? I know you named that it was okay for me to be able to share that. So (laughs) it's in your design, right? So Um, and that, that is actually one of the one tip that we could share here is if you do know how to pull up an astrology chart, or if you don't, you can go to astro.com and enter in your information to get an astrology chart. But there is a, if you look at, um, it'll say at the very top after you've run your chart, what your ascendant is or your rising sign. It's also where the one is. Um, but that is, that's your rising sign. It is how you can start your day actually it's one of the things and so for christy spaciousness is one of the things that is very super aligned for her in terms of starting the day mine is leo so it could be things like taking care of my family or taking care of my hair for the <laughs> the lion or doing an, a heart-centered uh, meditation experience so there's all kinds of things that we can learn just from our actual design that even if it's not about quiet right quiet is huge it's so helpful but even the actions that we're taking that are aligned with our actual design are also putting us in the direction of being able to hear better, know better, and just tune into what is actually true for us. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. So I've been doing more Akashic Record readings for my friends and coworkers and, and folks that they've been referring me to. And for me, it is definitely stillness is a huge thing for me. But for a lot of people, I get like dancing, right? I get swimming. Mm-hmm. I get all sorts of other things that for them, they're like, oh, I need to meditate. Maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you need to go dance. Maybe you need to go swim. 
And mm-hmm. for me, like, like I won't go dance by myself. I enjoy dancing, but that's not like the thing for me. For me, it's like, no, I just want to sit and be, yeah. um, and rest. So I love that too. Thank you for naming that. Cause you know, again, what works for me may not be the thing that's for everyone. And yeah, huge, huge. The, the things that I have found that help get me out of those shoulds, I really, it's kind of like the evidence of success. It's the, it's those moments where I see it align. Like the moment when I was door knocking, you know, basically asked to find a home for my buyers this day and having that happen. Or Mm -hmm. I'd mentioned in the last episode about going to Chipotle, which I like never eat and running into a friend who had a referral for me. And I hadn't seen her in years. We hadn't spoken in years. And the fact that I listened to myself, you know, and was like, oh, go to Chipotle. You know, I could have said no to what my body craved, but there was a reason that I craved it and it was to run into her in that moment. And so when I get that evidence of success, like pay attention to it, I guess is the, the thing is, you know, take a moment, just try it, right? Just try like, okay, what is it that I really want to do right now? Today, I want to door knock, see what happens, right? And if you door knock and nobody answers the door, but you get a phone call and it's, you know, business or a new agent wanting to join your team or a referral or an offer on a home you've got listed that's been sitting, right? There's the connection. There's, there's your evidence of success. And so starting to trust that more, I think it's building the trust in ourselves again. Mm -hmm. We put all these trust, all this trust in other people and we've forgotten how to have that for ourselves. And so taking that time to like, no, this is, this is what's right for me following that and then recognizing the outcome because for me I found it's always better (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and I so there's two things that that you're naming that I want to just highlight one is that the outcome is not always the same as what you think it's going to be right so that's huge and I and I think it's really I always tell people to create an evidence journal right like Write down the good things that people are telling or the good things that are happening in the world for you because our brain is so tricky (laughs) that it can totally cancel out all the good things if it's locked into, you know, the old patterns or programs that are happening. And so when, when you do that, like if you go door knocking and then, or you go to Chipotle and some random person or someone that, you know, comes to you and offers you a referral or shares that, right? they don't necessarily go together. Like you followed your intuition, went to the place and then something happened good for you in your business that we want to catch those because it is a way to start to tell the mind that there's something different that's happening than what it thinks. Um, and then the other thing that you named, let's see. Oh yeah. The other part is, um, when you're when you're doing that kind of listening and you're catching those little hints of the goodness that's flowing your body starts to really have a sense of what truth feels like right so when you're like oh i'm going to listen to myself and i'm going to take this action you want to just notice like what does it feel like in your body when you do that because you, when the more that we start to listen the more our bodies are tuned to what is true when we get a little snippet of truth in ourselves 
our whole body is like, yes, that, <laughs> that, yes, yes, yes. Every cell is like a yes to what is true. And then it just starts to become so much more um, apparent when we have more opportunities to connect to what is true. Oh, and that's so important that you name that because so many times when I started on this journey, I thought I was listening to my body and it was definitely my mind talking. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. taking that old pattern, taking that old should and saying, oh, well, what do I want to do? Oh, I should make calls today. I think that's what I want. It mm-hmm. wasn't what I wanted. It came from here. It came from my mind. It didn't come from my body, right? That day I may not have wanted to do any of those things. Maybe I wanted to go and search for homes for somebody or whatever else, you know, something that doesn't feel like it's productive. And there there was definitely a lot of learning and still is a lot of learning of like, no, that's actually coming from my mind. That is a pattern that I've picked up from somewhere, from somebody, from mm-hmm. myself, from whatever, not my true alignment. And so there's, there's a thing there. And now I'm, I'm better at recognizing it. If I'm tired or stressed out or I'm super busy, it's harder for me to recognize. That's where I need the spaciousness mm-hmm. and the stillness to, to reconnect for myself. And for you, it might be dancing or swimming or whatever the, the thing is. Um, yeah. Loud music, sitting by the beach. If you don't live by the beach, maybe it's a forest. <laughs> if you don't mm-hmm. live by the forest, maybe it's the desert. But um, having, having that moment to reconnect so that I can differentiate between what's coming from my mind and what I'm co-creating in my body. Yes. I love it. Thank you. I I also want to just highlight because that is such a common thing to then have, but I don't want to do anything (laughs) or I, you know, like if you're like, well, I want to go, um, something that doesn't have anything to do with anything or, or even when the, I don't want to make cold calls or, um, you know, whatever it is, one of the things with that is we, we cleared a bunch of stuff first, right? Before we were like, oh yeah, let's just not do cold calls. It was like, well, let's check to see, is that actually correct and true, right? So we clear a bunch of stuff around it to be able to support it to be a, a correct and true decision for that person at that time. But yeah, it's a really good, that's a really good point of being able to start to, to just notice over time how it evolves and changes and what rings is true in your system versus what the stories are that are playing in the mind. Yeah. If I say every day, like, Oh, I want to go to Disneyland, probably not going to get me the business that I actually want. Right. That's, (laughs) there's, there's something there that's like, wait, we need to, we need to heal and and be cleared. And exactly. And, you know, I do want to work in real estate because I love my work. I love what I do. And it's finding the ways that I love to do it with the people that I love to do it with. And so like, I love working when it's aligned. And sometimes it does take clearing. I mean, it always does. It takes clearing all that stuff to figure out what are the pieces that I really do love and what's been what's been implanted. Yes. So, so let's do a quick clearing before we wrap up. So, oh, I love that. We forgot that last okay. time. I think we're good. I think it'll be good for it. This one feels very ripe. Yes. So let me just see. Yeah. So when we're clearing things, you know, there's great power in our words and in our intention and in our choice. And so I'll say words to clear things and you can just decide, yes, you'd like to receive or no. And that's up to you to decide. Okay. So we're asking to clear, cancel, and delete anywhere and everywhere that external influence 
is shaping or forming your choices, your thoughts, your actions across all timelines, dimensions, spaces, realities, and beyond. And you can take a breath in and exhale everything that no longer serves. And then if you would like to amplify that, you can make a little offering to the land and pour a little bit of your coffee or tea or water into the land as an offering of thanks and blessing for all that is being created. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got chills. That was perfect for this morning. Mm. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on the Realigned podcast. We appreciate you listening. And if you want to reach out to us, we are on Instagram, Realigned Podcast. Um, And again, I'm Christy Lundy with Aria King Ray. And thank you for joining us today.